Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by PDAC. PDAX is a homegrown cryptocurrency exchange that offers the best rates among local cryptocurrency exchanges. Download the PDAX app now on the Google Play Store, App Store, or Huawei App Gallery. Start trading Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies for as low as 50 pesos by signing up on podlink.co slash hustleshare PDAX. Also powered by Podmachine the simplest way to grow and edit your podcast. Sign up now at podmachine.com and use the code HUSTLESHARE to get one free edit. One thing that keeps me going, I list down 20 things I'm thankful for. Gratitude. And you just thank God for these things. After that, go for a walk, work your body exercise, and you feel, you feel, right, you feel better right after. Welcome to HUSTLESHARE. The podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Beitiong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Share Podcast. We have finally got this guy who is also dominating the podcast world in the Philippines. And you know, if there's one authority about SEO and making sure that you get your SEO right in the Philippines is this dude. He's been doing this forever. And, you know, uh, it, it's impressive when you get people that have also done it for a long time because longevity is rare in the tech industry uh, and also have evolved to be a great leader at the same time. So without further ado, let's welcome the SEO Hacker. 
otherwise known as Sean C to Hustle Share. Welcome to Hustle Share, Sean C. Whoop whoop. Sean, welcome to the show. Ngayon na ako ng introduction ng ganun. Thank you so much, Ron. That's a very, very good introduction. Um, I've been doing podcasting just for like two years, but yeah, 12 years for SEO hackers. So that's, that's a pretty long time. That's amazing. And again, that's what we were going to discuss today. But again, you gave us a glimpse already of what a SEO hacker is. But before that, let me really ask you first the million dollar question. Sean, what's your hustle? Oh man, I mean, uh, today I we were talking in the pre-show how busy you are, and I feel like I'm half of that. <laughs> so you got US clients, you're awake for maybe I don't know, like 20 out of the 24 hours. Um more or um, less right now. <laughs> more or less, right? So for me, I'm like doing 12, 16 hour days uh just building on the business. So the pandemic didn't do a, a lot of uh, favors for us because we're a B2B company. And like a lot of other people thinking that, oh, SEO hacker must have grown by leaps and bounds during the pandemic because they're in digital marketing. Yeah, but we're B2B. But B2Cs did grow because they're doing e-commerce, they're doing uh, food deliveries. But if you're a B2B digital marketing company, then it largely depends on your client base and if they're not doing well they're not going to pay you right so that's what happened with seo hacker first few months of the pandemic no payment i had to take out of my safety net to pay my people because i didn't want to lay off anyone which thank god we didn't Uh and right now we are slowly but surely growing so we're back on track but 2020 was the year that we shrank a little bit for the first time in terms of gross revenue so we've been we've been growing ever since I started it 22 years old 2010. So we've been growing every year. 2020 was the first year we shrank a bit, but our net profit increased because we stopped operating in the office. I don't pay for toilet paper. I don't yeah, pay for OPEX coffee. Is yeah, <laughs> no opex. No, so yeah. the net revenue is still good, but it's the gross revenue that shrank. So, and right now we are growing at a rate where it's unprecedented plus at the same time because of the pandemic where we're all working from home the culture didn't really improve that much wow. right it didn't it didn't get a lot weaker or it didn't get so damaged but it didn't help it didn't strengthen the bond between team, team members which yeah. strengthens it's the hard. culture exactly so uh, the turnovers that we are getting just because may mga natulero, they, you know, uh, they're just bored at home, they don't know what to do, yeah. or they have family problems suddenly and they just want to, you know, retire from work for, I don't know, a year or two. Those kinds of people, we got turnovers and hiring new people because there's so many international companies now hiring from here because yeah, of the hard. pandemic. So it made it made it a lot harder for a company like mine to get quality, competent people coming in who fit our culture. That's the problem. So right now, we're actually uh, getting momentum again. We're getting a lot more new hires that are really good, and I'm happy about that. But that started just when the economy started opening up this election season. So you can imagine the amount of work that I have in my icebox that I got to get to. Wow. So before we talked about your icebox, right? Um, you've had an amazing journey so far. And I need you to buckle up, my man. So I know you have a podcast as well. Let's get shout out to the Leadership Stack podcast. But we talk, about, we talk about you being an SEO hacker. 
and the, the podcaster that you are, I need you to buckle up because we're going to have to ride the Hustle Share time machine. All right. All right. So I, in every episode of Hustle Share, we, we always go to the origin story. And like Wolverine had so many <laughs> origin stories that he had to go and with three movies just to depict what how he really started out. But Sean, entrepreneurs are not born, they're made. Right? Mm, yeah. uh, no, there, there, there are people that have a little bit of a head start. But yeah. you always have to earn your stripes. And I do remember a couple of years back driving somewhere in Makati. Forgot what the name of the podcast, but I kind of heard your story of how you really hustled and stru- struggled at the start because you were yeah. a CEO at 22, right? And we're, yeah. we're the same age. We're 33 now. It's been a long time and feels like a lifetime ago. But before mm-hmm. you became a CEO at 22, walk me through your early influences about hustling and entrepreneurship because again seo wasn't there yet yeah i say early on but did you have influences or did you see entrepreneurship in the family or any mentors uh, at a young age yeah for sure my dad ran a hardware store so oh. my my lolo my dad's uh father um was a serial gambler and sadly he, ga- he gambled the family's fortune away so my dad had to work since grade three just to be able to also help with his family's finances wow and then my lolo also left for um for another family started another family so my dad being the eldest had to support his two younger brothers and his mom so he didn't graduate college he studied ama but two of his younger brothers Kasi wow, he's amazing. Out. Yeah. So I think that the grit, the hard work and discipline and the entrepreneurial mind came from my dad. So I, I saw him uh, and, and I know his story. And he did the same thing to me. Grade 3, he was going to be a house. Wow. You probably know all the tools there. The papo, the, the martillo. Yeah, wheelbarrow, right, the pipe, the right. metro wire. <laughs> <laughs> All yes, the ways. That's at an early age you get to that. That really gets ingrained with you, and you don't even know it at that age, right? But what yeah. were these things? So, uh, right from running the hardware, were there lessons that you still remember to this day? That, aside from again the 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 soft skills or the things that you just see yeah. through habit, were there specific yeah. things that they said uh, that still lingers now? Well, I I remember the pay sucked. Because okay. like for a whole day, <laughs> yeah, for a whole day, I get like right 20 there. pesos. Mm. Forced child labor. Yeah, that's yep. what you call it. So um, I do remember my dad kept on repeating these words na, pag graduate mo, huwag ka na umasa sa akin. Wala ka nang asahan sa akin, right? He always kept on repeating that to me. Not out of spite or hate, but just pure plain fact. When you're when you're done, you're done, right? When you're grown up, you're grown up. Just yeah. fend for your own. And my dad's that kind of feel chai. In fact, he's a Chinese citizen. He's not a Filipino citizen, but wow. he speaks really good Tagalog. He grew grew up here. Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't really think he's Chinese because he has um um he plays golf. So medyo kayo okay. talaga siya, no? So, yeah. but we weren't like there up there. I would say we're we're in the middle middle class. Yeah. I mean, if you saw the warehouse. In my dad's office in his restroom, it's really, you know, 
horrible, I would say. And <laughs> hindi, niya, hindi niya pinakayos yun. Ganun wow. siyang klase. And he lives a very... broke, don't fix it. <laughs> he he lives a very ano modest life. Okay. No sports cars, no um luxury watches, no branded apparels. Talagang tipid. Yun ang for me nakita ko yung sobrang tipid talaga ng dad ko. And these are lessons that I brought with me. I mean, entrepreneurs, you know, I've seen a lot of really good successful businesses only to be ruined by the spending habits of the founder. Yeah. So that's very very important. But yeah, there, there's not a lot of like wise words or, or sagely words that my dad imparted to me. It's more of really kicking me out to the streets, teaching me the wit of, you know, someone who, who really tries to survive. Yeah. And compared to my two siblings, I have a brother, a younger brother and sister who works with me in SEO Hacker. They work for me in SEO Hacker. They actually got... Um, a lot of lacks for my dad. So, ako, mm. ako talaga yung nilatigo. I, I got whipped <laughs> really hard. So, the curse of the kuya right there. Mm-hmm. There, right there, yeah. That that's that that for me is what I'd say um, really brought me a lot of realizations about money, about hard work, about business, mm-hmm. and about work ethic, and uh, about saving, not got being, uh, not spending needlessly. Got it. Now, after these small things, well, let's walk. Let's talk about how you then hustled. Because again, you knew you had a deadline from say that. Oh shit! If I graduate, <laughs> I'm out. So I, you, I'm pretty sure you prepared ahead of time, right? What were the early hustles that you did, and how did you get into the world of SEO when SEO wasn't even sexy back then? It was invisible. No one knew yes. what it was. So. Sadly, sadly, I mean, you might be disappointed and your listeners as well. I got no preparations. In fact, I was wow. so bad. I, I failed 28 units in college. My wow. dad wanted to kick me out ahead of time. Dude, <laughs> so I, I also failed. Paying the tuition <laughs> fee. <laughs> yep. So I, I got so hooked into Dota and I was playing with this team now known as Mineski. And Dude. we were just, you know, a community of Dota addicts and we're so right. passionate about the game. And right. My goodness, that, that was not good. And yeah. I, although I was already selling hardware as a, as a sales agent for my dad, where I learned that it was really tough, right? My dad doing that every day. I mean, dude, it's so hard. It's so yeah. I could not run that business. Yeah. I would go to all of the dirty hardware stores from Paranaque to GMA Cavite. Oh, wow. Bababaan ko yun. I would go to the purchaser, pipila pa ako kasi may ibang nag-aalok. Ang init, ang dumi, yung rhinitis ko <laughs> nag-trigger 100% yep. of the time. Pasok ka ulit sa kotse, buksan mo aircon, pawis ka, pneumonia, diba? So it's yep. so hard. Dude, I mean, yep. my props to my dad. He does that until the pandemic hit where... I encouraged him to finally close the business because I'm not I'm not gonna take that business. Hindi ko mamanahin yon. Ayoko imana yon. No? And also we talked about it and we learned that SEO hackers are doing a lot better than the hardware store. So I told him, I mean, let me just focus on this. I know that paid for you know our tuition fee growing up and our expenses, but let's not get sentimental about it if it's not gonna work and if I'm not passionate about that stuff. And my brother and my sister. Same sentiment. They didn't. They didn't want none to of that. It. Yeah, none <laughs> of that. So we we folded it up, and uh-huh. and now I'm helping him and my mom na lang financially. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's that's um 
no preparations dude i mean like for me the preparation was the the hardship right. and, and the lessons that my dad really literally brought me through practically mm-hmm. but you know growing up i i i, the, I stumbled upon seo just because I had the passion for writing. You know, when I got to college, sabi ko sa parents, parang gusto ko ng literature kasi pasado ako sa literature lasal eh. Yeah, sabi nila, walang pera dyan, kunin mo yan. <laughs> <laughs> walang pera dyan. Which, you know, honestly, I gotta be honest with you, if you're a writer and author here in the Philippines, dude, you're gonna you're gonna starve. That's the truth. Right? Yeah. No, Unfortunately. Filipinos love entertainment. They don't yeah. like learning. They don't like reading books. They don't like listening. There are those Pinoy's which, you know, God bless them, but there's so few compared to other people abroad na talagang sa kanila, learning is really key, you know? Yeah. That's why you see their country so, they're so ahead. 10 yeah. years ahead, 15 years ahead. So sa atin, we love entertainment and we're good at it as well, but look at our country. Yun ang, yun ang nangyayari, no? So, oh, I love writing. I started the God the New blog. I'm a born-again Christian and no one was reading it. So you're an author, you write your heart out, you toil, you labor for this. You look at the stats, blanco pare. So sabi ko, how do I increase my readers and subscribers? Kamot ulo ako. I searched in Google. This thing called SEO kept popping up. I didn't know what SEO was. Facebook was new. I like social media. So I, I, I thought to myself, why don't I do social media marketing? But this thing called SEO kept popping up. So sabi ko, sige, ano ba to? What's this SEO thing? I studied it, experimented on it in the God and You blog because there was little to no resources on how to do it right and ethically during that time. So I was doing like ethical, unethical. I didn't know the difference. And I kept on reading and studying up on it. And everything that I was learning that worked, I wrote in another blog called SEO Hacker. Blog lang to, pare. I didn't really think wow. that it would become a business. I didn't think that it would be the business that it was now. I, I, didn't, I didn't aspire for it to be this Urgh. business. It was just a blog. Nice. And people started reading and sharing it. And I was getting inquiries. And I said, okay, sige. And they were, they were like offering good money. So I said, yeah, you know, I could use a little more cash. Because mm. I was working in HP uh, full time. I okay. worked there five months. And okay. then SEO Hacker took off. I had to resign. Wow. And I resigned well. And HP is a really good company. Great culture. Mm. And I focused on SEO Hacker. That's and amazing. became the authority here in the Philippines. Now, again, we, we can dissect this all uh, real quick. But when did it flip for you? Because I, I can relate. Uh, college, I, again, I, I pulled around a lot. Um, but the, the thing that I really wanted to do when, when back then, the opportunity that uh, how I got my entry into the startup ecosystem, because I joined this, uh, I took up entrepreneurship in college because mm-hmm. I worked in a call center very early mm-hmm. and that's why i picked wow. up this this accent because again the way i look if you couple it with the normal way that i talk i will never get any type of respect so i had to give myself an edge <laughs> i would never know that <laughs> oh again so only my my high school friends know that that version of me and probably my college friends but man i had to give myself an edge because if not then man it's it's, it's just not gonna happen yeah. again it paid off but one thing I realized working in a call center and also working at the same time, I mean, studying at the same time is that I'm never going to able, be able to achieve my dream Yeah. back then, which is to really, I, I was raised by a single mother and I'm an only child. So the stakes are also wow. high for me. So I understand wow. the, the stakes for you because you're the cool, yeah? yeah. And I saw my mom hustle as well through all the rackets yeah. that she did. Yeah. That, yeah. I inherited that, uh, you know, uh, yeah. as well. Yeah. Just, 
who's gonna help her out? There's only right. me, right? Yeah, yeah. But I want to start with this because at the end of the day, there's always a chip in our shoulder, mm-hmm. on our shoulder, right? What was your dream back then? Because for me, the dream, it didn't matter what one thing I realized, it didn't matter what I, I did. Just I eventually created a nightlife app, a nightlife website that got people into the clubs because that's what I like to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> and found a way to make money out of that. Unfortunately, that failed. Mm. Uh, but the goal was simple. The, the path was eventually became different, had meanders of a lot of reroutes and whatnot, but yeah. I, I, I knew where I was trying to go, which I wanted to buy my mom a house. Right, right. And you, I'm pretty sure you had those whys, but, but early in that age, what was that like? Again, it's so disappointing for me to say this and for you to have to hear it. Uh-huh. Sobram babaw. Dude, my dream was to be able to play computer games there. <laughs> you were 10 years too old. If you were doing this now, you're a pro player already. Bro. I know, I know, I know, dude. Mm. Yeah, super babao, I know. But that's how my, that, you know, that shows you and that tells you, all of you listening in here, that it's really not me who really planned this thing. For me, it's a series of divine interventions yeah. why I'm here. I'm Again, I'm, I'm a born-again Christian. I believe in God and I believe He put me here for a reason because that's how babo I was, you know? That's how, yeah. that's how shallow I, I thought I was thinking about my life and the world. That's yes. the dream. The well, you dream. can do that now if you want. We'll call up Trike or we'll call up uh, uh, Gab Benito. When you have a family and you mm. see your kids and you got to set a good example for them and when you're leading a team of 50 people and you got you to gotta make sure they got a livelihood and they have a good place to work in plus they have health insurance oh my gosh you can't you can't you can't you can't you can't stomach playing all day exactly yeah so when you had that walk me now through because i had i had this phase as well early on where i knew there was something there but i wasn't confident at all i was just like fronting but man at the back of my mind what the hell am i doing Right. And, and is this even worth it? And most of the time, if you're doing something new, I had this phase for a long time, for a couple of years. My mom would ask me, What are you doing? Well, are you making money there? Well, like, well, what are you doing? Right. And it's like, Just trust me, it will get there. Right. Did you have that, that type of phase too? And how, how did you take your first steps professionalizing SEO? For me, uh, the doubts I got from my dad were not very hard because he didn't understand as well what I was doing right but what he would what we would argue about is I was telling him pa you can I leave HP can I leave my day job and he 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 would disagree he's like stay there climb the corporate ladder it's better than doing business because he always tells me that I have no choice Sean I, I didn't have a choice I was given the cards I was dealt with I didn't even finish college I gotta do this business you, you have a choice. I helped you finish college. Thank God I finished, right? Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Good job. Uh-huh. There you go. And, and, and in, in his mind, he's like, just, just climb the corporate ladder. You know, uh, go, go up the corporate ladder and that's going to be good for you. And I keep telling him, but 
this side business that I have is paying me like four to five times more than my day job. And I don't even need to go all the way to Ortigas where I ride five, you know, transportation vehicles just yeah. to get there for my commute. Chabar by the time you get there. There you go, right? Uh-huh. Kailangan may baang kang extra polo shirts. <laughs> so, so I, I kept on arguing with him and ang... Um, all, all the way up, he had yeah, he asked me to call the elder in church, his his leader in church, wow. just to yeah, just to talk about it. My goodness, he really didn't believe that this was something that can grow. And Ooh. to be fair, I also didn't really see that it's gonna be like like this, right? Yeah. That we're we're a fifty man team handling the biggest Ooh. businesses in the country, BDO, wow. Smart PLDT, Mega Worlds, SM. Yeah. So. I was uh, that's that's the biggest argument that we had. Now, I didn't see it um, that it's something that can grow to this scale. For me, during that time, all I could see it's like when you're driving to Baguio, you just can see the next bend up to the next bend, and that's it. You see the mountain, yeah, but that's it. It's like a blue thing in the ridge, and that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. But all you could really see, especially when it's dark, is the next kilometer that your headlights can hit and that's it that's all i could see so during that time all i could see is the next bend okay from here to there what do i need to do from here how do how many clients do i need to be able to afford my next bigger office how many clients do i need to finally give my employees their their benefits this benefit and that benefit those are the things i was thinking about i was thinking i wasn't thinking about oh we're gonna be the number one seo company in the country so I, I think as an entrepreneur, especially if you're bootstrapped, I bootstrapped with 1,300 yes. pesos. Amazing. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. You can't really, you, you know, when, when people invest in you, you have a VC, you got you to gotta have a grand vision, Because right? yeah. they're not going to invest in you. They, yeah. You have yeah. to have a plan, maybe an exit plan, an IPO plan. Although you got to see all the way to there. Exactly. I didn't have that pressure. So I can only see until the next bend. But the pressure of bootstrapping is worse, dude, <laughs> because you're always in survival mode. And for the longest time, I can empathize so much. That's why I was nodding, bobbing my head left and up and down is because you don't have a safety net, right? Yeah. If you mess it up, one wrong mistake, you know, mishandling of finances, it can be game over right away. And I'm pretty yeah. sure you've had multiple iterations of that. But we'll discuss later as we, as we do a deep dive. <laughs> on what you, what, how you grew uh, SEO hacker through the years. But sure. last question before I let you go. And I'll just, again, uh, cap this off to the younger Sean as well. Because, again, I empathize so, so well with the same age. I'm pretty sure you went through this somehow, some way. FOMO. Okay? Yeah. FOMO as a young 20-something, right? You see a lot of people, and this is the age of Facebook being, you know, everybody's having a ball. Everybody yeah. is now doing whatever. This looks like in Facebook, yeah. it, it, they have a fantastic life. Yeah. Right? And you're out here struggling. Ah, I'm stuck here doing 16-hour work, work weeks and whatnot, or 60-hour work days yeah. per se. Yeah. How did you get over that? Because the reason why I want to ask you this is... I think until now, if there are young 20-somethings listening to this show and you're yeah. taking the path of entrepreneurship and you see that among your peers, yeah, that can easily make or break your path. Right. It's either you delay gratification and reap the benefits of what you've planted, right? Yeah. 
or yeah. you turn uh, and then just become like everybody else. And obviously, yeah. you, you look at look at what we ended up doing because we really delayed. Yeah. But what 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 we did? But how did you cope with that shot, FOMO? So it's gonna be an unfair answer from me for those okay. of you tuning in because if you knew me back then in college, I was just this shy introvert that didn't talk to a lot of souls. Got it. When you're when you're a friend of mine, we talk we talk deep. But I don't had I didn't have a lot of friends. Okay. We I'm more of a vertical kind of guy. We go deep. But there's only a few friends that I have. Then a horizontal kind of guy where I got a lot of acquaintances. But that's it. I just know a lot of people. So I don't really know a lot of people during college. I'm super shy. I don't talk. I'm not a public speaker. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because the reason why I'm a public speaker, I did an experiment. So I go, oh, why don't I try ranking for Filipino motivational speaker number one to Google? And I was able oh, to wow. do that. Amazing. I got a lot of inquiries. So I was forced to talk. So <laughs> that's really how Good I became job. a public speaker uh-huh. through SEO as well. But Otherwise, I'm this geek, you know, super shy geek. And I didn't go to parties, bars, uh, and well, our nightlife. So I'm completely <laughs> I'm because that's exactly what I was. <laughs> <laughs> there, that's why you asked me that question. Uh, I, I guess that's why I asked. But there are guys like me. I know we're few and far in between. But I'm a super geek where you give me a laptop, I could spend like 16 hours there, no problem. Wow. More than half of that may be gaming. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I would work, I would write, and then I would game. That's it. That's the cycle of my life. And I was completely happy with that during those days. That is amazing. Man, I... I... <laughs> Because again, for me, it's like I saw my friends like, oh wow, let's have a vacation, oi hang out, hoy, oi bonding. <laughs> and if I gave in, and if yeah. I didn't stay the course, and if I chose the next shiny thing, I I'm not gonna be able yeah. to get to this destination. Yeah. It's a lot of really self-restraint and discipline. That you had to go through, which we will discuss. I want to just now go in deep (laughs) as we talk about SEO Hacker. Let's talk about that more after the break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch 
at SASConPH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at sasschallenge.ph. That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We are still with Sean C. Again, who told us how he was able to hustle and also game at the same time. But again, the thing about young entrepreneurs is, again, you are a CEO at 22. You have to grow up fast. Yep. And there are yep. pros and cons to that, right? Because at the end yep. of the day, yes, okay, people go, oh, my anak is now a CEO at 22. But <laughs> in reality, at the back, there's so much, uh, there's so much imposter syndrome. Yeah. In the, at the back, like, what the hell am I doing even? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, even know what I'm sure. doing. How did you... <laughs> overcome those first few imposter syndrome things and uh especially when people when you do something new and you're good at it people throw you flowers yeah yeah how did you cope with that so i'm not sure if you're familiar with gallup strengths finder but there's this okay there's this profiling if you're familiar with myers-briggs disc motivation Uh profile isang profiling tool lang din siya. So it's Gallup Strengths Finder. I took it and you know my my number one strength is self-assurance. So oh, wow. Yeah. And there's only like 2% of people who have self-assurance and you're a rare breed. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So I guess, you know, I'm not sure if I had that since I was younger or it got developed as I was doing SEO Hacker because I took it when SEO Hacker was already starting. I took it way back 2013, I think. And SEO Hacker started 2010. So that's three years in of decision-making, resilience, grit, and not paying a lot of mind to the critics. So there are times when it's so surreal for me. Now, wow, is it really, am I really getting these contracts? Right? Because in HP, I was like making 25,000 a day, uh, a month for for my work day job you know i was yeah. an employee i got the hmo sure i got clothing allowance sure i got big ass sure but at the end of the day that 25k is like nineteen thousand with all the taxes and stuff plus that's uh, for a month lunch mo pa diba yep. hindi naman ako wala naman ako sa bahay nun kinik out right. ako ni papa nun sa bahay so yeah all of these things and i was making like six digits a month with seo hacker oh wow Exactly. So exactly. That was that was the reaction of my brain. Yeah. Wow. And is this real? Is this really happening? Is this possible? Yeah. But it, it, it didn't prolong itself. That kind of surrealness, that kind of... It didn't turn into doubt. It didn't turn into a, a severe case of imposter syndrome for me. Yeah. Maybe because, again, self-assurance, one of my... Uh, the top strength that I have. And I, I just kept on going. And I... I I didn't let the entire journey bother me to Baguio. I was just looking at the next bend. That's it. That's amazing. Now, here's one thing that's also very, very impressive about what you've done. Because I see this a lot with people who are experts in one field. And again, you're a, you're, you're, you're a double whammy because you're an expert and you're a first mover. That, that is an extra... Two, there's two moats that you got there very early. right? But a lot of people... 
And a lot of people that listen to Hustle Share are on the cusp of becoming an entrepreneur. And maybe mm. we're trying to boodle them to take the leap, right? Yeah. I'm sorry if you're going to end up failing, but again, my bad. But again, <laughs> we're biased here, so take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> right, right. But again, it will teach you. But one thing that I also see with you know, technical expertise is they end up and they don't really cross the chasm to becoming an entrepreneur. They either become a freelancer for life Mm. And they only trust themselves and they don't build yeah. around them to create a company. Yeah. Or again, they just stick with one thing and they never evolve anymore. Yeah. What, what triggered you to really um, build this as a company and not just become the only one man wrecking crew that you were at the start? Okay. Before I answer that, I just want to share a quote, not, not uh, verbatim, but okay. it's by John Maxwell. And he says, if your dream can be accomplished by just yourself without a team, then your dream is too small. So that's a quote I want to leave you guys with uh, to help answer the context of my, of, of this question. And Ron, the honest answer for me is I'm going to go back to, I can only see to the next bend. So it wasn't like I was thinking I have a big dream and I need the team to accomplish that. So for me, it's just like, okay, Papasok si ganitong client, si ganyang client. That's a pretty big contract. I'm gonna need more people. More of ganun lang. And when I need more people, what are they looking for? And what do I have to be? So part yun na mga iniisip ko. And the end answer is, I need to be a better leader. And I need to be a better manager. Now, how do I do that? I, I look for mentors. I read books. And... Dati, hindi pa ako nakikinig sa podcasts non masyado. So, yes. I just read books and I look for mentors. So, that's yes. gonna be John Maxwell, uh, Seth Godin, Patrick Lencioni. I read these books because I, I didn't study entrepreneurship. Yeah. My dad didn't mentor me on leadership and management kasi yung mga tao niya, secretary, bodiguero, driver, it's not like, you, <laughs> you know, yeah. my people are like college graduates from Ateneo, yes. Lasal, yes. UST, UP, diba? So, mm-hmm. It's very, the chasm is very different, extremely yeah. different. And the leadership style and cap, the level cap I need to be as a leader is, is very, very high. Because right. if they see that you're not much of a leader, they're not going to follow you. I mean, they yeah. graduated yeah. from the most prestigious schools. Exactly. So I studied these things and improved, my, improved myself there because that's the next bend. You're not a requirement for the next bend. Got it. And which we'll discuss later also how you became, how this became a big, uh, a calling as well to help not just yourself, but, but others to become a leader. But let me just uh, step back a little bit more uh, before we take the next bend here. Because when you start this early, right, talent does not, the, the talent pool that you need does not exist. Now it, it's, it's mm-hmm. a little bit more, you know, diverse. But the yeah. problem with that is everybody's gunning for the same talent. It's a war on talent, right? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, people will outbid you and whatnot. But how did yeah. you first build your team? Uh, that very Because again, if it's very just per bend, right? Yeah. Just like how the podcasting space is, I'll just say. Or at least my second business, the chatbot space, when I, the one that I got acquired my second startup. There's no such thing as a chatbot developer when I started it in 2017. Right. We had to build from scratch. Yeah. Unfortunately, somehow, some way, eventually, I didn't know this and it hurt when it happened. People are going to poach them. 
right? Yeah. I was like, oh my yeah. god, <laughs> I hurt, that hurt because now I trained this guy. Yeah. Eventually, I'm gonna be outbid because somebody's fighting him three x, and I can't match that, right? Yeah. How did you yeah. build those teams that allowed you to last multiple events? I guess. Uh, yeah. To build up. It's gonna be very similar to what you did, Ron. Okay. And diba ikaw, when you started it, you started solo. Most yep. you're the sales guy, you're the programmer, uh-huh. you're the copywriter, you're the web developer, designer, yep. you're the account manager, all the way to you're the janitor if you have an office, right? Yep. That's really, I mean, that dude, that's really how we start. That's really yes. how entrepreneurs start. If people exactly. think it's a glorious office and we got wow. like staff already, that's not how we start. We start in a very, very low position and we, yep. we, we start with a lot of hats on our heads. Yep. So how I thought when I was starting out was which parts of me as the as the founder can i take out and build a completely new position of na i don't need to pay such a high price in terms of salary because i need to make sure that my cash flow is healthy also i want to make sure if, if i don't want to if i don't want to pay a high price for that that means it's a grassroots level kind of job so in seo we got writing we got communication, marketing. We got a little bit of technology, web developer. These positions were not expensive. Marami kasing graduates na kayang gawin yun. Right? It's not like we were programming a chatbot. We're just building a website. Building yeah, a website is yeah. not so complicated. In five minutes, you could have a WordPress site. Salpakan mo ng team. That's it. Right? So, I chose the cheapest tasks that I was doing. And I split myself into different teams. That's how I started. Now, what didn't I split apart from myself during that time is going to be the secret sauce. Diba? Parang ano lang yan eh, si Mang Inasal. Hanggang ngayon, yung secret sauce nila nakalock pa rin kay Jollibee. Diba? Yes, yes, Hindi yes. natin alam yan. Hindi yes. nila pinapublish, hindi nila binabenta yan. So Or may, KFC's may gravy yan. per se. There, you, There go. you go. Baka may patent yan, di ba? So, yung mga yon yun yung hindi ko nilatag. I didn't hire for that. I didn't train for that. I kept it to myself. You gotta be smart as an entrepreneur. There has to be things you keep yourself. Okay? And the thing that I hired for last is sales. Why? Because selling million peso contracts and selling something intangible like SEO is extremely difficult. Right. And if I train someone for that and pour my life into him or her and they leave or get poached, that's going to be a huge waste of time and effort. Correct. So I built the operations first. Kinumpleto ko yun bago ko nag-training ng salesperson ko. But I was doing all the sales myself all the way to the 10th year. Wow. And the reason why I could do all the sales myself and still build a pretty sizable business is exactly because of SEO. When you search SEO Philippines, we're literally number one in smart companies would yep. hire who's number one. I mean, if you want to be number two, get who's number two, right? But if you yeah. want to be number one, get who's number one. That's exactly. it. Exactly. And I have this, uh, I was, uh, I'm smiling because I don't know shit about SEO, okay? My, 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 my knowledge of it is very, very surface level. But there's one thing that I did. So again, I'll just talk about my journey a little bit. So party file or guestless.ph. I did that seven years. It failed. I lost everything. Wow. That's the most gut-wrenching thing I've ever gone through. Right? But again, I'm an only son. I had to provide for my mom. And I had, there's no inheritance. Okay? Nothing. Right? There's, we came from a poor 
uh, or a lower middle class family, right? So I had to do something. And then right when Party File was about to die, Mark Zuckerberg announced that there will be chatbots now on Facebook. And I got excited, like, wow, this would have been perfect for my app because the way people get into the clubs before was they message people anyway. And if I can automate that process, that'd be great. I didn't know anything about AI and chatbots. But there's one thing that I made chamba, which eventually made me number one in the country very fast. I bought the domain chatbot.ph. Yeah. yeah. And by doing that, when somebody searches chatbot in the Philippines, I'm always number one. It became my funnel. Right. right. right? Again, no SEO whatsoever here. I just created yeah. a whatever <laughs> website using Unbounce and whatnot back then. Yeah, yeah. And through that, 12 months after I got, I was able to sell the company. And I wow. was able to buy my mom the, the house that I wanted. So wow. after losing everything, I was finally, whoo, Eureka. And that's because of SEO. Because you're right. Every single yeah. time somebody and chatbots were hot, man. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Back then, I always get the top leads. And the type of contracts I were getting, the type of uh, clients like holy crap how did you find me i didn't even know and i was doing the same thing that you're doing i was exactly. closing i i didn't pass it on i was like raking yeah. it in at least in the first year yeah. uh yeah to do and that's the magic of seo right there. i didn't even do proper seo i just bought the domain <laughs> yeah <laughs> and people had to bid or do sem to beat me there yeah yeah right? yeah for uh, sure so yeah it's just Amazing what SEO could do. Now that's what exactly. my my um what my next segue would be or my my question. SEO has evolved so much. Algorithms have changed so much over 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 the past few years. But without revealing the secret sauce, how do yeah. you become? How did you stay relevant in this game? Well, how we do SEO and SEO Hacker is. We study the fundamentals. There are things that don't change, actually. If you look under the hood carefully enough, there are things that don't change. What doesn't change? Google is always going to be user-centric. That doesn't change. Meaning they need to serve the most relevant results at the fastest amount of time to make sure their searcher is happy. Because when the searcher is not happy, what's the behavior? They keep retyping the search query, in using different words. Now, when they do that and they couldn't find what they're looking for, every time you search a query in Google, yep. it's like opening up a couple of hundred light bulbs for a couple of hours. That's the power that they use. Imagine billions of searches, searches happening every day, how much power Google Service Center uses. So they want to reduce that power by making sure they serve you the best, most relevant results in the fastest amount of time. When you know that, then you know for you to be able to rank on the number one spot, you got to be the best website serving that information in the best, easiest way possible, whether on mobile or desktop. That's never going to change. And if you can hit that and make sure that all of the other competitive factors, because if your website already has the best information out there, serve in the fastest amount of time, it's so secure, easy to use, mobile-friendly. Now you're going to be looking at, okay, who else is competing and how do I compete with them? It's now a competitive scale if you got the fundamentals right. 
So those two things, the fundamentals and now the competition, which you compete by citations, by inbound links, meaning links that are yep. pointing to you from other websites, maybe magazines, maybe other blogs featuring you, linking back to your site. Those things matter. So when you study the fundamentals and you know it don't change, you pretty much got SEO already figured out. Got it. Right. And what about those things that a little change a little bit? Because again, uh, like for example, back then SEM wasn't as prominent. And now obviously Google is the money-making machine that they are. Their, yeah. their search business is always going to be uh, a ma- major revenue driver. How do you compete yeah. with that with you know good old long-form SEO? Okay. So here are the statistical studies. Okay. The truth is, only 5% of people, 5 to 8%, click on the search ads. You ask anyone today, okay? All the way to Gen Xers. Pag baby boomers, yan, baka search ads na talaga kiniklik nila. Because <laughs> they don't know the difference, right? They don't yeah. know the difference. But Gen Xers, down, Gen X, millennial, centennial, you ask them, do you click on ads? I almost... I, I'd put my money on the no answer. Wow. I'd put my money on the no answer. Almost all the time. Because that's what I ask when I pitch. Right. They always ask me these things. And then I go around the room, depending on ilan kami sa board. Right. Do you click on ads? Do you click on ads? Do you click on ads? Everyone says no. I don't know kung nahihiya lang sila. Sila lang yung ng ads. Pero for me, I, I also look at their eyes. Are they telling me the truth? And no one clicks on ads. Except I mean, the performance are... marketing probably. Like, yes, because it's my company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're in charge of that, right? <laughs> you gotta yes, say yes. Yes, I every dude. time. It's my ad too. <laughs> But yeah, oh, you know, that that statistic alone, zero out of eight, zero out of five, every wow. time I pitch, you realize that whatever success you are experiencing with SEM, okay. multiply that by eight to ten, that's what you get with SEO. But how that's do you compete in like in a very competitive market for on an on, on SEO? Say for example, e-commerce, where there are already incumbents there and they're all they're gonna be number one. If you're the underdog per se. What's the fighting chance for you to be an S to do SEO if say you know there are already big Goliaths already there that have been number one or number two forever? Usually with that question, my context yan, usually start up yung gagawan yes. natin, yes. And startups usually have a niche. So when you focus on that niche, you can actually dominate that niche versus the Goliath because the Goliath is not niche. They're selling yeah, they, everything, yeah. right? Like, let's let's name them. Lazada, Shopee, they're, they're selling pretty much everything you can think of. Sometimes you think, no, it's not Lazada. But when you search, it's done. So they're selling a lot. <laughs> yes. They're selling so much stuff. Uh-huh. That Google knows that they're doing that but if your e-commerce is so niche and you serve this market so well, a lot yeah. better than Lazada and Shopee, you can actually rank higher. One of my businesses that I started during the pandemic because it's a hobby is aquascape.ph. Wow. That's a website of mine. Okay. And we actually beat Shopee and all of the other websites. But That's also, amazing. the keywords, because the keywords are very scientific. The name of plants in eh, aquariums. Wala silang common name. Eh. 
So, Ludwig Articulata, Ludwig White. <laughs> Di ba parang syempre magra-rank right, ka right. number one doon. Ang kalaban mo, sila Shopee Lazada, they also have these things. But it's not like it's a common keyword. And yeah. we beat them in the search results. Page. And I don't, don't think they would also go that deep either in making sure that they... Unless you really rake in so much uh, thing that they, they say, ah, let, let's compete. Yeah, no, that that business making five digits a month passively on the yeah. low five digits per month. Nice. But, you know, I'm selling plants. I just cut it and sell it. <laughs> so, it costs me nothing. Right? So nice. the low five digits still pa- good passive income, the major pure income. Na siya. Aside from the lights I'm paying and yep. the water change, it's pure income. That is amazing. Now, Here's the other thing also, because again, a lot of startups listen to this, right? And a lot of startups in varying shapes or sizes or at least phases in their, in their thing. I've seen so many startups say, yeah, I'm raising money. I'm going to do customer acquisition. And I know they're, gonna, they're not going to succeed from day one if they're going to tell me, ask, okay, so what's your go-to market strategy? What's your short-term and long-term play? And if they tell me ads at the comment, you're just gonna make make get somebody's money, hard-earned yeah. money for for to spend it on ads on Google and Facebook, you're <laughs> dead. All right. Because yeah. the best customer acquisition strategy is always organic. Yeah. But how do you temper that expectation? Because SEO does not happen overnight. It's a long game. Yeah. Right? Uh yeah. What, what's how do you make sure that okay, you're investing in the long game here? But we'll do yeah. it gradually. But when it does happen, just like the game of podcasting, it's going to be glorious. Right? Yeah. Similar to how businesses are too. How do you set those expectations straight? So when someone asks me that, I answer them with a question as well. And yeah. that question is usually, if you got to wait six months to a year for us to get to the first page, not the number one spot, but the first page of Google, will your business die? Because if it will die then let's not do SEO, right? Maybe you'd want to do SEM instead because you're going to get some leads and some sales there at least to make sure that you're kind of getting ROI, right? So I asked them that question. But oftentimes, the people who and the companies who approach me, they're prepared, they did their homework, and they know it's going to take six months to a year. 95% of the time, those are the companies that approach me. And so they have their expectations set. And the only question is, uh, how long will it take? And the answer is, it depends on your competition. It depends on the keywords that you want. But six months to a year, I could almost guarantee, in fact, we do guarantee that first page rankings can Wow. And the organic results that they get is perpetual. And I tell them the stories that I have. Juan Carlo, the Genetics Pharmacy, Flooring Solutions, for example. It's a company that does flooring chemicals. Non-sexy. Three years ko niligawan yung founder. He's about our age, like a year older than us. And he's like, Sean, this traditional industry, floor, I do the flooring of uh, these factories, Nestle, Pepsi. I mean, it's not sexy. Who searches for that? Flooring chemicals, polyurethane flooring, epoxy flooring. Who searches for that, right? And I'm like, I'm pretty darn sure people right, right now search for that. Purchasers are millennials already. Purchasers nila Nestle, Pepsi. I'm betting they're millennials already and they're right. searching. Let's try it out. Three years, run. Three years ko siyang niligawan. And finally, he agreed. We signed the contract. In four months, hindi lang siya first page, number one na siya. Kasi nga, wala masyadong competition eh. Wow. Hindi lang siya first page, number one siya. So what happened? 2018, 
the gross revenue somewhere 30 million. 2019, gross revenue somewhere 40 million. 29, so, plus 10 million one year. 2020, 150 million, pare. That is amazing. And you know, now, 2022, I asked him, first quarter pa lang tayo, ha? Sabi ko, pare. Right. Uh, how's it looking? Yeah. And he says, it looks like we're gonna do double 2020. Ooh, wow. Amazing. 300 plus million, bro. Yeah. I mean, where can you find that? And yeah. he tells me, it's all because of the SEO. Sa kanya galing. It's not, it's not this, this story is not from me. It's from him, Anton Labor. He's actually in my website if you look at the company testimonials. Okay. He's in the video there saying these things. Except for the times 2 nung 2020 kasi kaka-meet lang namin kaya lang saka ko tinanong sa kanya yun. Right. But that's what SEO can do. And if the companies that approach me and the individuals that approach me understand this, they wouldn't even think twice about investing in it. Absolutely. And There's a lot of companies that listen to the show. I'm pretty sure they're salivating now because there's there's a lot of money being thrown into startups, right? As we speak, this is the golden age of Philippine startups, and SEO can be sometimes overlooked with yeah. the shiny things of influencer marketing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong, but the, a, a good startup would always diversify in long term and short term yeah. yeah. uh, growth hacking strategies per se. But yeah. let's. Also put it in the ballpark. Yeah. In terms of budget allocation, can a startup even afford an SEO hacker service per se? Because again, you've also helped out uh, companies who've done nine-digit sales, right? Yeah. Is, th- is this still an option where a startup company, let's just say, who has some has raised some money yeah. and has probably allocated a budget for customer acquisition long term and they're like oh, this guy sounds he's legit but can I afford it what what's what are yeah. we looking at here so we know the time frame now but budget wise what are we looking at our sticker price in the website if you look at SEO hackers 120k a month so in a year that's like 1.4m okay but if you think about it if you're gonna buy land for example land in Makati No, not Makati. Paranaque na lang or Cavite para mas mura. Makati kasi baliw na yung presyo. Yeah. You're investing in an asset. You can sell it, you can build on it, have it rented out, you can flip it, and you're going to make more money, right? There's no way it's going to flop. There's no way it's going to be reduced in price. Yeah, Except yeah. na lang pag ginera tayo bigla, which you yeah. know, I don't think Philippines will just join in the war like that because we don't have the power <laughs> to do anything. Um, but We'll be a it's battleground, all... but we can't defend shit. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's going to be a very bad battleground too because we're islands here. Yeah. So it's going to be increasing in price when you invest in land. I see SEO as something like that, but for your business. Yeah. You invest in SEO. Yeah, it's expensive at the get-go. Yeah, you're gonna, you think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a bleed-out type of expense for you. But if you look at the long term and it does provide for you an ROI that times times 10, it multiplies your gross revenue by times 10 ratio, just like what I did with Flooring Solutions. It's not such a hard decision when you look at it that way. So, we don't have to times 10 because we don't have flooring chemicals. We don't have times 3. Let's just be a little bit modest. Times 3. Now, what, what is 1.4M for a year when I can multiply your gross revenue by 3 times? Now, if yung gross revenue mo sobrang mas maliit than that, 
then sobrang startup ka, parang micro startup yun. Maybe the, the, and maybe SEO is not gonna be the way to go for you. But I do have an option for them to study SEO from me. I have a course in NAS Academy. But class is starting, I think, in eight days from now. So, wow. medyo ano lang yun eh, parang per class yung gagawin doon kasi may mga facilitators and I'm gonna meet them on graduation day. So, it's not like an on-demand, ongoing thing. But for sure, we're gonna run this like, I don't know, maybe eight times, ten times. So, you could still join classes. And when these startups, micro startups approach me and tell me that, oh, it's too expensive, wala talaga akong pera, kahit times three mo, hindi aabot yung 1.4, I'm okay. Maybe just get the class. And do it by yourself first because I did it myself first when I was starting out. Got it. Now, last question before we take our last break. Again, this uh, is an essential, uh, you know, scaling uh, thing for startup, right? Uh, this is a customer acquisition channel. Whether you're B two B, you're B two C, people will be searching, right? That's yeah. something that's a that, that's a that's a fact. But how did you also stay on top of the game, Sean? when everybody is trying to replicate you here, right? Because okay. you're still number one. And for the longest time, you have been number one, right? Yeah. But, you know, there are always going to be number one contenders. So it's like, ah, I will go for you, Sean. But you know, obviously, yeah. Yeah, for sure. unsuccessfully. How did, how did you cope with those? To answer the question, no? how did I stay? How did I maintain the lead? Yeah. The number one killer of businesses and people who are at the top of their game is complacency. That's it. You get complacent because you're successful. You don't get complacent naman when you have nothing to lose. Eh. But when you're successful, you think you've made it. You think you're impenetrable. You're invincible. Complacency sets in. It creeps in, then it sets in. And when you get complacent, that's usually your decline. So being number one, for example, in the search results page where it's extremely competitive because you got millions of results and you got competitors trying to dethrone you. The main avenue where we are maintaining our lead is through the competitive aspect of SEO. I told you there's a fundamental side yeah. where you get everything right. You get the technicals, the site speed, the site security, the content, the psychodynamics. You got that right. Okay, na yun. Na-fix mo na yun eh. Yeah. Now comes the competitive aspect. How many people know you? How many people cite you as a source from their site? How many people link to you? How many other website links, websites link to you? Right? These are things that are so important and you got to create a ruckus for you to be able to keep on getting these things. Or you got to keep providing value. You got to keep publishing value and make sure that the things you publish, you feed that to individuals, webmasters or other blogs that are going to find value in it and they're going to link to you and they're going to talk about you. You, you do that on a daily basis, every day for years, then it's hard to beat you. Mahirap ka nang tibagin. Because your competitors, honestly, ah, ito yung nakakalungkot eh. Sometimes competitors become number three or number two, they're complacent already. Right? What they don't realize is when you're number two or number three, sometimes people confuse you with everyone else. They confuse right. you with the number four, with the number five. But the number one, people always know who's number one. People know Coca-Cola is number one. People know Colgate is number one. Sino number two? Si Pepsi ba? Si Mountain Dew? Si Sprite? Sino number two? Si Beam? Si Happy? Si Close Up? Hindi <laughs> na, di mo na alam. Di ba? Right. right. So Steve drop after the first one. Yeah, exactly. I asked these questions on my talks and... People confuse the number two and number three with everyone else. That's the sad part. 
and 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 and, and in SEO, unfortunately, you don't want to be part of that ruckus that you said that you know that 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 uh, that pile where it's hard to stand out, especially if you are yeah. in a very competitive landscape. Because again, that can mean multiples in terms of revenue and growth that you're looking for. And again, I love that we talked about this and we did a deep dive on SEO. But metrics-wise, if you are going to invest in an SEO campaign, whether you're doing it in-house by enrolling in Sean's uh, NOS Academy or you're going to hire SEO hackers, what are the things that they should be measuring for? Because again, the last thing you want to do is get into something that you have no idea how to measure and also justify. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right? So you want to make sure you have at least a good understanding of the things that you should measure uh, from from a client point of view. Okay. So this is where many clients actually are confused. Okay. And they are unfairly confused, unfair to our end, because the only metric that clients should be measuring is the rankings. Because you hired me to improve your rankings. That's it. But some clients would measure us against their revenue. Some clients would measure us against their traffic. And that's going to be unfair. I'm going to give you an example. There's a client of mine, very big tech publication company here. You probably know who they are, but I'm not going to name them. They hired a new CFO. Okay. Yung tanong ba naman sa akin doon sa meeting, bakit mo magsaka yung traffic namin? By, I don't know, 30%. And then I showed them the Google Analytics. And I told them, actually, organic traffic increased by 39%, which their traffic is in the million. So 39% is a pretty darn big number, right? But the social media traffic dropped by somewhere 80%. So I told them your ads, whatever you were, you guys were doing for social media, it's not working now. That's the problem. And you're not paying me for it. You're paying me for the SEO. Why are you telling me that your traffic decreased when that's not my KPI? Obviously, your rankings all increased. Obviously, your organic traffic pumalo ng 40%. That's free, dude. That's free traffic for you, right? So don't measure us against that. And then there are companies that says, Sean, why is my revenue not increasing? And I show them, actually, our website, it's bringing in leads. The question is, what are you doing with those leads? I gave you gold ores. There's gold inside. I gave you the gold ores. There is gold inside. But your salespeople, the miners, they're not going for the gold. They're just looking at the gold ores. They're tossing it in the garbage cans. That's it. I cannot guarantee sales. (laughs) I don't know how good your salespeople are. Got it. Or that conversion funnel. You're there to bring traffic, but at the yeah. end of the day, you know, whatever your funnel would be, whatever the flywheel flywheel would look like, that's yeah. where product comes in. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Uh, think of think of SEO as the barker. You have yeah. to be the loudest barker in the in the jeepney uh station. Yeah. Uh, to drive in traffic. But if you're not gonna charge your pamasa <laughs> inside the <Yeah>. jeep, <laughs> that's on you. But again, exactly. as startups, uh, that 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 also depends on how you build your team out and make sure that your conversions work. All right, let's now yeah. take our last break and when we come back, let's now talk about leadership because that's your other yeah. passion now as well. And again, just a couple of advice for people who've been in the entrepreneurship game who also want to be there, like how you did your longevity. Let's talk about that more after the break. 
Hey Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. 
Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back from the break. We're still with Shanxi. Shanxi. It's not Shanxi, huh? Uh, it's <laughs> She's not the Marvel superhero. Shanxi. Okay, of SEO hacker. All right. Again, um, we were we talked about SEO in depth, and I love it because you know there's so many new uh, hacks now that people use and whatnot. But SEO has been there; has always been effective, right? It's the it's the steady, solid uh, customer acquisition channel that some yeah. startups just forget just because there's there's all these sexy new influencer content driven yeah. marketing stuff i mean i'm not saying it shouldn't be but again diversify so i, I want to now ask from from this point of view we talked about all the accolades sean but what were the biggest hurdles that you had to or near-death experiences i'm pretty sure you've mm-hmm. had a lot of this before that you had to go through and talk about also how you overcame that because longevity Again, it's easy to be become number one, but that's why LeBron James, for example, is such a special animal because you can be good for one year, but if you suck or you're just second, third, or you're not even the top 20 the, the year after, that doesn't count. But like the likes yeah. of LeBron, who's been there from the whole for their whole career, is is that yeah. how did you overcome those 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 near-death experiences? So there wasn't one specific time when I got a big station. Okay. And there's only so many in the Philippines. Station? <laughs> what type of station? TV station. TV station. Uh, okay. So I'm not going to name them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they lang sila. All right. And when I got this deal, I was like, okay, I need more people. This yeah. is a very, it's a very big deal. It's a very big contract. And I was warned ahead naman na medyo mabagal kami magbayad. Cash flow. <laughs> oh, I knew it. Okay. So, huwag <laughs> na natin sabihin kasi, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. The bigger they ahead. are, the later they pay. That's just how business is here. In the and so, I, I got this brand spanking new team and we did the work and they ranked. They've ranked. And they were happy about the, the, the output that we did. This was early on in SEO Hackers Live. Maybe... Three years in, yeah, three years in, actually. Wow. And there was a time when I had 10,000 pesos somewhere there in my bank account, and I got 14 people to pay. Oh, man. And I literally didn't know what I was going to do. And yeah. things were flying in and out of my mind, such as, am I going to loan from the bank, which I've never done during that time? Am yeah. I going to borrow money from friends and family, which, again, I've never done? During that time, what do I need to do? Am I gonna send a demand letter already? Damina, and dami ng naisip. There's so many things that are flowing in and out of my mind. And the first thing I did was I locked my office room and I knelt down and I prayed. Wow. And I really asked God for help. So, Lord, I cannot do this. I don't know uh, what to do anymore. Please help. Right. Okay. The, I'm sure that I prayed for much longer than that, but that's the summary. Then the phone rang. I picked Whoa. up the phone. It's a high school classmate. 
And she said, Sean, I referred the Australian nonprofit company to you. Ah. They're going to be calling later this afternoon. I said, okay, put the phone down. I didn't think too much about it because it's a nonprofit, right? I mean, how much money can a nonprofit really invest in with their SEO? Yeah. They called me up. They set a meeting. A few days later, went to the meeting in their office in Artigas. It's really an Australian nonprofit company that's based here in the Philippines. Yeah. I gave them a quote that is a stupid number because I need to pay my people. <laughs> they signed the contract and gave me a post-dated check. What? I don't know why. I don't know. Like, wow. really, you know, their goal is to rank for their brand name. That's how wow. crazy the contract was with them. Wow. It was so easy. I was able to do it again. And they, they paid. They paid up, dude. And they paid for like a good six months for that. And I was able to pay my people. I didn't have to loan from the bank. I didn't have to loan from friends and family. But the thing is, this client of mine, the big station, mm. big TV station, they paid 10 months after the contract lapsed. Wow. And I had I, to send I had, them a demand letter. I'm rolling my eyes because I've, I've experienced that in Chatwood Beach as well. Oh my God. The bigger they are... The... <laughs> And as a young guy, it's so hard to navigate that because they will really try to delay. The, yeah. the, the problem with that is that shit flows downwards because if you're not paying your suppliers, the supplier supplier will not be able to get and then it's a yeah. chain effect, right? And who yeah. suffers the most? It's the small companies. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, for sure. That's why it's, it's, it's so impressive that you did this all through bootstrapping. Because some people, especially in B2B cycles and payments and how people pay late, um, it's just so difficult to run a B2B company yeah. where you know most of the companies don't pay on time. Uh, and you managed to do this bootstrapping. And that's what I wanted to ask because it's sexy in the startup ecosystem to say, ah, let's fundraise a little bit of traction. Whatever, but the stakes are super high. You got a freaking exit, and you know, ninety uh, percent yeah. of startups fail. Um, what's your tip in bootstrapping? Because again, obviously, it's cash flow management, making sure you're frugal, which you've learned in an early age, right? But yeah, to survive this long and be on top of your game this long, you you must have figured out, you know, a, a, some tips that a lot of startups can do. Because again, not all startups are, are also investable. You're yeah. better off probably chasing that 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 funding that you need through revenue. And that's always the best way to, to, yeah. to scale, right? What's your yeah. tips for this? Well, first off, I got to say this because I can't take the credit, to be honest. Like with that example, if I didn't kneel down and pray, I mean, God was watching over us, to be honest, right? If not, we're done. We were done three years in, 2013. Yeah. I couldn't pay my people. Okay. So I would say that, the best advice I could give you is you got to have faith. Right? I, I'm a born again Christian. I invite, I invite you guys. If you, if you want to tune in, CCF does their live stream every Sunday in YouTube. That's the church I go to. Um, faith is a big part of my bootstrapping journey. I do believe God is watching out for us. And again, hindi ko pinangarap to. I didn't aspire to be an entrepreneur to own a business. That's, you know, multi-million peso business now. It's really a series of divine interventions. And that's it. God's watching out for me. Now, the, the, the other tips that I, I would give you guys is make sure that your lifestyle is simple. Do not upgrade your lifestyle because your business is growing. Yeah. So 
the first time I've ever bought a brand new car is 2019. It's nine years after my business started. Otherwise, all my cars are secondhand, right? And right now, I got five cars. I only got one. One of them is brand new. The other ones, all secondhand, right? So um, why did I buy, buy that brand new car? 2019, the year where we had the worst traffic, <laughs> right? Wow. So I bought the Honda Odyssey because okay. uh, there are captain seats in the middle that I can recline and sleep in while my driver is driving. That's it. That's all, the only reason why I bought that car. Yeah. And I could work as well there because there's so much time I'm wasting not working in transit. I'm yep. spending yeah. like four hours to six hours on transit during those days in 2019 pre-pandemic, yep. that would be a waste if I didn't work. And hindi naman gumagalaw yung kotse, so hindi naman nakakahilo mag-laptop. Yeah. So I'd work there. It became a good investment for me. That's nice. The, the first house I invested in this house is a 350-square-meter house in wow. Latin BF Caranaque. I don't wow. buy condos because it's hard to sell. It's hard to rent out. Yep. There's so many people. And they depreciate the time. They depreciate over time. There you go. So be smart with your investments and be simple in the things that you buy that are not assets. Yeah. Okay, yes. na yung Rolex asset yan. Because <laughs> speaking, <laughs> para if you wear that, nagasgasan mo yun, di mo oh. na mabibenta yun ng more than what you oh. bought it for. Absolutely. Right? You can sell it if it's pristine, no scratches and all. You can sell it for a higher price, maybe. If yeah. it's a if it's a high demand sort of limited edition watch, but right. you know all things considered, that's not an asset, dude. I mean, Absolutely. don't don't fool yourself into these things. And I've seen so many businesses that have good initial traction, good business fundamentals in terms of its monetization and all. And I've seen these businesses fail because the founder lacked the discipline in terms of not upgrading lifestyle and making sure that their spending is lower. Also, your employees will see if you're spending lavishly and they're going to get the wrong idea that the company has more money than it does have on the bank. And they're going to want more and they're yep. going to see you and you're going to be their example. Because when you're the leader, you're the entrepreneur, you're their example for success. And if you show them a bad example of success and they follow suit, you're going to have a very bad team and your business is going to crumble. Exactly. So there are so many factors into it, but these for, these things for me are very basic. Also, make sure you work the hardest. So up to today, I work the hard, I work on Saturdays. Yep. My team does not. We don't have Saturdays work. No one in my team works on Saturdays. I work on Saturdays. Yep. Right. That's that's actually I enjoy working on Saturdays because wala nang gugulo, wala nang chat, wala nang tumatawag sa akin. That's when I can do my own work, right? Yes. But I I enjoy my work. Maybe that's one of the factors that I I also need you to realize and have. You mm-hmm. you got to enjoy your work. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't have to enjoy 100% of it. I don't enjoy litigation, I don't enjoy contracts, I don't enjoy accounting, but I got to do that. But I enjoy 80% of the things that I do. I enjoy right. writing, I enjoy here, you know, being featured in this podcast, that's part of my work. I'm sales and marketing, right? That's yep. that's what I'm uh, on top of. So mm-hmm. you got to enjoy what you do. There's yeah. there's so many other things that honestly you got to learn as a bootstrap entrepreneur. But these things for me are the basics and a lot of entrepreneurs miss out on this. That's so amazing. I hope you keep this in mind. And I think, again, what, what everything that you just said now is just an epitome also of how you've also improved as a leader. 
which is now what we're going to be talking about in why why over the years right you, you've consumed so much as a student but it's it's very apparent that you really want to pay it forward also with with the right leadership because this country and this world needs better leaders as well right because a lot of a lot of us out there are just bosses not leaders right and and that the best type of leaders, which I think you embody, and I've seen also in a lot of startup founders that I've had here, are servant leadership. What what's about what what is it about leadership that made you really want to double down in evangelizing it? That to the point that you also created your own podcast about it. The ones who will change the world for the better are people who are real. Leaders. Why do I say real? Because para we have so many politicians yep. <laughs> here in our. Yep. Pa lang eh. Tingnan, look yep. at our political climate. Yep. They're supposedly leaders. Okay. Yep. Sadly, I'm speaking this with a bleeding heart. Yep. They're not real leaders. They're yep. not there to watch out for you. They're not there for the greater good of the Filipino people. Right. They're there to make money. Yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. There's so few politicians that I could actually name that are not there for the money. Yeah. Honestly, uh, Vico Soto, 100%. Yeah. I knew that guy when I was in high school. Up until oh. college, we attend Victory together in Fort. And I didn't know that he wanted to be a politician, but I know his character. Really swell, great guy with integrity. And I could see right now that the news is picking up na ganun nga naman talaga kasi siya. Yeah. Nababalita lang. Yeah. Diba? So, that guy not there for the money. Really a true leader in our politics. I hope that he makes it all the way to president. I will back him up if that is what's going to happen. Um, one of the other people that I know is not there for the money, Manny Pacquiao. He's too rich already, right? Yeah. He's really there to serve the Filipino people, but he's grossly looked down upon because he's a boxer um, and he has no political background sadly no but his heart is in the right place that's what we at least for me that's my opinion right so there's so few i can't name a lot more people other than them Uh, because i'm not sure but for how are we going to change this country if we don't have good leaders in our political system in our governance I think, you know, one of the reasons why I started the Leadership Stack podcast is mm-hmm. I hope and pray that it would inspire more Filipinos to step up as leaders. Right. That's really how, that's really what I hope it could accomplish. Because that, that's how I think the Philippines would be able to change. If we have any hopes of changing, it's not the next president. Mm-hmm. It's really not. It's if the Filipino people... Stuff would up. be better in our leadership potential. Absolutely. That's it. And there's a big void of how, you know, there's so much talent in the Philippines, but sometimes, again, uh, just because of culture and also how society is built up to make you follow that, you know, uh, probably, again, there's so many factors here, uh, colonialization and all these things uh, yeah. that, you know, I don't want to d- dig down into that rabbit hole. But leadership is so essential because that's the only thing as a startup founder that you can control. Yeah. As as a whole, that you, on a daily basis, it's a it's a it's a it's a habit that you need to form. And there are gonna be it's a it's a trial and error thing too as well, right? Because more than 
what you say, it's actually more what you do that, yeah. uh, that embodies you as a leader, right? Are yeah. you the type that would come into work first, that would think of yourself last, you know, yeah. these things. And, you know, uh, that leadership trickles down as the main core of your company's culture, yeah. right? Um, and you mentioned that at the start of the episode, um, Sean, that it was so hard to get not just the right talent, but those people with the right culture. Can you talk about the culture of the SEO hacker team? What, what, are, what do you look for? Because again, if you are that core, how yeah. did you surround yourself with that outer core or the, the next layers of it that resonate what you started? Okay, so I'm going to be cheating a little bit because my Exacom is built of my brother, my sister, and my wife. Got it. <laughs> and okay. this year, we bumped up two individuals to the upper management, who's mm-hmm. not by blood. Okay. One of them is our chief technology officer. He's been with me six years already. His name is Vic Sapico. Wow. And one of them is uh, Nimrod Arseno, who is an operations manager, came in last year from IBM 14 years ago. Wow. So... We bumped up two of them just to show everyone in the company that, yeah, there's more room at the top and you can actually actually get up here okay. and it's crowded at the bottom. So try to get up here, right? So the culture is, I would say, very unique and we really are super intentional about building it. For example, I don't know if any other company that does this, but they memorize our core values with the definition. So, for example, with grit, grit is our core value. I embody determination, tenacity, and resilience. I use mistakes as opportunities to get better, not reasons to quit. The true joy in life is to be a force of fortune rather than a feverish, selfish, little clod of ailments and grievances, complaining that the world itself will not wow. de- complaining that the world will not devote devote itself into making you happy. So we memorize these tenets. These are our creeds and we recite them every week. And when you're newly regularized, you got to recite it to me personally and you got to memorize it. Otherwise the race I'm going to give you is not going to be that big. <laughs> so <laughs> like a manifesto right there. <laughs> there you go. So we're so cult-like in our culture that I would say if we are the best in the industry, it's largely because of our culture. It's largely because of it. The magic of our, of, of our culture is the, the one big core competence that we have. Mm-hmm. And we really uphold these values, grit, respect for work, um, unity, mm-hmm. challenger, being a challenger, going the extra mile, clarity when, it, when you're communicating, and experimentation. We don't use the word innovation. It's too fancy. It's too highfalutin. Yep. Experimentation is... A little bit more layman so but it's, it's largely the same in terms of the idea of what we want people to practice also our hiring is a six-step process sometimes seven step and within that process you answer somewhere 60 questions that tell me if you're a good fit for our our company so for example i ask a question there where if you have something against the management that you don't like or you have something against someone else a peer that you don't like do you talk about it with someone you're close to in the team or you, do you bring it up to upper management and the choices is 
this is exactly like me, not so much like me. Um, all the way, there's five choices there stating the gravity of whether you're like that or not. And we tally the scores at the end. And if you get a negative score at any of our core values, you're not going to pass through to the next round. So we're strict with our culture like that with the people we let in. doesn't matter if you're so competent. doesn't matter if you come from a prestigious school. If you don't pass our core value exam, you're not going to proceed. That's amazing. And again, that just, that's how you really... Now it makes so much sense of how you're able to really build a culture, build a culture that um, that that lasted long because it's the 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 culture is so defined, right? To the point that you have a manifesto that people need to memorize. Oh, if someone's yeah. going Dude, to, I mean, yeah. If it's not here, ito na lang ah. May mga nagsasabi sa akin, Sean, Sir Sean, bakit naman memory? Parang high school. And I'm like, okay, can you live it out? Can you live our culture? Can you live our creed, our core values? Yes, sir, of course. I have it here. And I'm like, how did it get here? When you don't have it here, how did it get here? There's no way. You're fooling yourself and you're trying to fool me and there's no way I'm going to have that. You got to memorize it. Absolutely. All right. Now, last question. And... This is again. You said this earlier that you know it's it's turn by turn going to Baguio. There's always going to be that corner that you have to turn. But yeah, I, I'm asking this because I've over the past I don't know 11, 12 years of, of me doing this, thirteen years even. I haven't done one thing, but they're all interconnected in one way, mm-hmm. and I had to build from scratch always. And, you know, there's ebbs and flows into that. You mm-hmm. know, there are days where, man, I'm so motivated, but I'm, I'm also going to be days I, I ask myself, what the hell am I doing? What the fuck am I doing here? What, what am I supposed to do? And the motivation doesn't come in anymore. And, and I'm wondering, how do you still keep motivated and not get complacent as a founder? Because, of course, there's always going to be different challenges. But let's admit it. There are just going to be days where, Man, I've been doing this for too long. How, how do I, you know, find the way to love this again? Um, for me, Ron, the answer to that, there's many answers to that, but I find that one answer that works for me, okay. take a break. Take a break. Go on a vacation. If you're the founder and you're the CEO, you can't. Don't, don't tell me you can't. You can't. You're the founder, right? Yeah. And you're the CEO. You can take a break. Yes. You can schedule it whenever the hell you want, to be honest, right? Yep. Take a break. That, that's going to reframe your perspective. So, for example, this Holy Week, we got no plans. Um, just, yeah, just last week, we'll have planning for Holy Week. But yeah. I said, you know, I want to take a break. I don't want to be working on Holy Week, which if I stay at home, that's probably what I'm going to be doing, right? Yeah. So I said, let's, let's schedule something. So I scheduled a camping trip with my family to a remote place, where there's not a lot of internet, not, yeah. not even a good CR there. So it really is a remote camping place. And I invited some friends who are also campers and we're going to be camping there. And that's going to be my break. Yeah. And when I get back, because I was so disconnected to my work, it's going to be exciting again because mm-hmm. I miss it. And this, is also, this also connects with one of the things that I said earlier where you got to love what you're doing. You got to find that 80% that you love about the work you do as a founder. And you got to focus on that. 
the other 20% that you probably don't love, outsource that to someone else. I outsource my accounting. I outsource my legal to the best accounting teams and legal teams in the country. Got it. All right. Also, when you feel like, and you can't take a vacation because you got something scheduled and it's a weekday and it's not Holy Week and you, you feel like you're out of gas. Mm-hmm. One thing that keeps me going, I list down 20 things I'm thankful for. Gratitude. Gratitude. And you just thank God for these things for, I don't know, like five, 10 minutes for, of, of, of your day. Mm-hmm. After that, go for a walk, work your body, exercise, and you feel you feel right you feel better right after absolutely that is so good but all right last question hypothetically if i gave you the keys you have five cars but i'll give you one time machine i'll let you i'll lend you the keys right <laughs> and go back to that moment where you're just starting out seo you still love the gaming part of what you're doing what would you tell yourself uh, in terms of advice, you know, knowing what you know now, in hindsight, always being 2020, right? Um, what would be the things that you'd probably do, or would there be a different advice? What would you tell the younger shot if you you're had asking? You're asking a guy with with self assurance. That's my number okay. one. Okay. This is gonna. I you know I've been asked this question before, and I thought hard about it. Yeah. And the only thing that I would tell myself, I don't want to tell myself so many things because I want myself to really go through those things so that I learn a lot of things. But the one thing that I'm going to tell myself is it's going to get insanely hard. Because yeah. when I was starting out, uh-huh. again, self-assurance, I didn't think it was going to get this hard. Okay. I've faced multiple mutinies and multiple generations of mass resignations. Yep. I've yep. faced betrayals. I've faced slander i faced so many things that made me a lot more resilient as a founder and made me learn i improved my contracts i improved the way i deal with people it made me improve as a person in a much better way now i could have i could have degraded i could have turned taken it in the wrong way and i could have become a worse person yeah that's true that could have happened but because i have principles in my life that comes from a moral standard which is god's word Thankfully, I improved for the better. So the only advice I'm going to give myself is it's going to get insanely hard. You, you don't know it. You don't know it now. You don't yeah. think about that now. But mm-hmm. it is going to get insanely hard. Absolutely. But you will enjoy every moment of it. That is amazing. Thank you so much, Sean, <laughs> for such an amazing episode. I'm glad we, get, we finally got uh, to do this. But... Again, if they want to work with you and they want to listen to all of this stuff, please invite people over. And if they want to work with you, uh, where do they go and how do they do that? So if if you want a career in SEO and digital marketing, definitely go to seo-hacker.com. Or if you want to just shoot me straight your CV and, and your hiring profile and email, just email HR, letter H and letter R at seo-hacker.com. You can CC me. My personal email is sean at seo-hacker.com. But if you want to talk with me about mentorship, other things, leadership, you can go to my website, sean.c, S-E-A-N dot S-I. 
Yes, hindi ako gumawa ng domain name na uh, SI. Yeah. It's a Slovenia. Slovenian <laughs> uh, country. Not oh, SI din sila. So, it just happens to be my surname. So, I bought it. Sean.C. And if you want to email me about things not related to digital marketing and SEO, email me at I am letter I, letter A, letter M at Sean.C. If they want to listen to the podcast, where do they go? Just go to Spotify, open up Leadership Stack uh, Podcast or YouTube, search for Leadership Stack or you can search in Google Best Leadership Podcast in the Philippines and we're number one there. Oh, of course. There you go. <laughs> who, will, who will hack the way all the way to the top? It's the SEO hacker. There you go. Again, but we, before I let you go, follow us in whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any type of podcast app. But if you do have uh, as you see star ratings there give us a five star you know because again you we like to also get feedback uh, about it but if you also did save some jargon which I think we did it's going to be the show notes on hustleshare.com and lastly if you want to be part of our community it's going to be the hustleshare community on Facebook again Sean thank you very much thank you Ron thank you everyone for having me here it's an honor and a pleasure alright and I'll see you guys in the next episode peace <laughs>